Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. Here we are talking about probably one of the most controversial episodes of season two or the series. I just made that up. So today we are going over episode 11 and 12, which is Help for the Lovelorn and part two titled The Slump. Kristen, hello. Oh, hey. Oh, I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Brianna. I mean, we're 45 (laughs) seconds into this episode and I'm just sitting on the sidelines. I got thrown off because I flubbed the first intro by saying, like, I don't even remember. Sitting on the sidelines like Matt Saracen. Friday Night Lights. I'm trying to think of what flubbed worse. Your Top Gun reference (laughs) from last week or this Friday Night Lights one? Matt Saracen only sits on the sidelines for a little bit. And then he comes in the game and takes over like I'm about to. Boom. Wow. I made that comparison when the Patriots started Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo. And I was like, I posted about it. I'm like, don't worry, everybody. I'm like, everybody was just as nervous when Matt Saracen stepped in for Jason Street and looked how that turned out. I don't think anybody got it, but I felt really cool about the reference. Just tell me one thing, son. Did you have your eyes open when he threw that ball? Yes, sir. I just love when him and Coach Taylor are like practicing with the crowd noise. And he's like, who are you? QB1! Who do you play for? Dylan Panthers! Just got chills just thinking about it. But Right? Season two of Ben versus Null is going to be... Just turn it into Friday Night Lights. Just make the pivot. Panthers versus uh, Lions. Lions. East versus West. Rival for the ages. Oh, my God. Boom, boom, boom. So I did a little bit of research. First of all, I want to know your opinion on this episode, Help for the Lovelorn, which we'll briefly touch on. I don't know. I don't love it. So I don't think the first time... The first probably, I don't know, 35 times I watched this, I didn't really love it, but I've grown to like really love this episode. And I made sure Mark was watching it last night with me and not like, you know, putzing around doing stuff. And he's just like at the end of it, I really like that episode. So the story on this episode, I said I was going to do a little bit of research and I did. Apparently, J.J. Abrams is like a really huge fan of Rod Sterling, who is the creator of The Twilight Zone. It's like his idol. So that's what this episode is like an ode to is the Twilight Zone. And I don't know, if you think about it in a way, this whole episode, they're all making fun of each other or making fun of themselves in the show. It's so overly dramatic and just, yeah, I don't know. I really like it. It's a, it was an interesting time. I read this originally aired on... Um, January 23rd, which is just interesting. This episode seems a little bit more appropriate for like a Halloween-esque episode just because, I mean, I think it's pretty creepy, especially when that guy starts talking through a tape recorder. Felicity. 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 Some other interesting trivia I found out about this is this is the last time we hear Janine Garofalo as Sally. And it took me a second. I read that. I'm like, no way. And then I thought about it, and I can't think of another episode where she's actually talking back to Felicity. So that, I mean, I'll try to pay attention to it a little bit closer now that I have that little piece of information in front of me. But that's pretty sad and interesting at the same time. I've never paid attention to that. I didn't know that was Janine Garofalo. Yeah. Speculated for a long time. I don't know if it was ever, yeah, I don't, it's not like a secret, like Gossip Girl, you know, spoiler alert, Kristen Bell. I don't know why this was never like a thing where people admitted that it was her or maybe they did and I just didn't ever really pay attention. But yeah, it's Janine Graffalo. And um, yeah, kind of weird. And it's interesting too, as the episodes go on and the seasons go on, I feel like Felicity starts talking to Sally less and less. 
And it was just such a huge part in the first season that it's just interesting to kind of see that fall by the wayside. But yeah, that was, I didn't take any notes throughout this episode. It's just kind of, I thought everybody looked really good in this episode. Everybody was kind of fit for like the 60s, 70s-esque. 50s. Except Julie. 50s, whatever. Except Julie, who just looked annoying and prissy. Yeah. Definitely Twilight Zone. I read that too. Seemed like critically this is a, they liked this episode. The critics thought it was maybe a little too long, but my favorite part was the ending. I thought it was clever that they're really just in Megan's box. Yeah. It's just, that's a question that people keep asking me. Like, do we ever find out what's in Megan's box? I liked, what else? I don't know. I just thought it was a lighthearted, well, a lighthearted, like fun, very different episode. I'm trying to remember what else was happening you know like do you remember when the musical episodes of tv started becoming popular like every single tv show did like a singing like scrubs did it Grey's anatomy did it glee did it and it's just this seemed like kind of the first for its time i don't know i never watched twilight zone glee was that's what the show did in general yeah i know that wasn't a very good example i didn't watch the twilight zone either it was a fine episode like i don't really know what there is to say about it i mean i lol'd a couple times at like Noel saying, thank God Julie didn't have her guitar and, you know, Ben running into the wall. It's just all funny sometimes. At least I'm mad enough to try. At least I'm smart enough to know not to try. Really funny. Again, just like making fun of themselves, making fun of their own characters. And yeah, it was just an interesting, yeah, an interesting twist of an episode. So Mm -hmm. that was a help for the love, Lauren. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot else to say about it. Nope, let's move on. Yeah, Kristen's really excited to just not talk about that episode. Oh, no, I just don't think there's anything else to say. Got it. Cool. If anybody else had any other thoughts, like, let us know. Instagram, Ben versus Noel. <laughs> Come on, let's do this. Um, so that leaves us back into the normal, back to the reality of today's Felicity. And part two is entitled The Slump. And throughout this whole episode, the theme, I'm in trouble, it's just really, really uh, paramount. Paramount? Sure. Sure. Right away, we meet a new character, Tony Pavone. Thoughts? Lover. Me too. My God. Fave. <laughs> I like everything about her. I like the way Ben feels about her. I like the way she is. Like, <clears throat> I think Ben called her like stinky blue cheese at one point. I could have imagined that when he was talking. Anyways, I like that she smokes in her office. I appreciate the music way better than Dr. Pudunkadunk or whatever. Thank God we don't see Dr. Papaleo anymore. Thank freaking God. So, yeah, I liked her new counselor. Uh, She's a talker, unlike him. And Felicity's in trouble, literally, because she walks into her office and she's like, oh, you're Felicity (laughs) Porter, you're in trouble. So I just love the... Like, she's like rooting around, you know, clearly like just moving into that office. And, you know, Felicity's kind of like getting ready to leave. And she's like, can I help you with something? She's like, oh, I'm Felicity. I was one of his, you know, he was my counselor. And she's just like, Porter, Porter. And she's like, you're in trouble. Right. And then she says this, the same thing to Ben when he sits down or when he gets in the door, you're in trouble. And he's just smiling. <laughs> and he walks in with this goofy grin. He's late, you know. Very late. <laughs> <laughs> like, They've got to go to alcohol treatment, like, because they were drinking and they're not sure what the other punishment is, but Felicity's hoping it's not them being expelled. Right. 
I'd say Felicity is a little bit more, at least in the beginning, a little bit more on board with this form of punishment than Ben, because Ben's plan is instead of going to Stinky McGee Counselor, he wants to just leave. He said, you know, college is an option. It's not mandatory. And if I want to fly to Venice, is that where they decided? Yeah. Then he's just going to do it because he can get a cheap career ticket. So that's Ben's plan. Yeah, they decide They decide on Venice. At first, I think he mentions like Prague or something. But yeah, they decide on Venice later. Yeah. And I think what I love most about Dr. Pavone is that she gets a lot out of Felicity in a short period of time. But the way she goes about getting things out of her is just really interesting. Like she's very like pushy. She's very, I think, calling out what us as the viewers think, like, this little like perfect polite, you know, girl that you are perceiving to put out into, you know, as who you are, isn't who you are. And it's annoying. She calls it an act. Yep. She's just wants to like get underneath that and try to like get Felicity to, to emote something other than I'm fine. Everything is fine. Yeah. And she does. And I think she does that in like a really great way. Plus I feel like counseling, isn't huge in TV right now in 1999-2000. It's kind of like a taboo subject, as will like pregnancy and abortion and things like that that we'll see in a, a later episode. But it's just uh, it's interesting to see like these early versions of people doing counseling and just kind of how it is. Yeah. I appreciate how she calls her out too. Because at first, when the episode first started, Felicity's talking about her parents split and she seems fine with it. And that's where we're kind of like, oh, she's fine with it. Like, cool. But she's not fine with it. And that's basically what this whole episode is about, is her going back and forth to Dr. Pabon's office and then being with her parents again, going back to the office. And it just starts slowly, like, trickling out of her with each conversation with the doctor. And she's angry. She's really angry. I think maybe we should dive into Felicity with her parents and then we can go back to Pabon. Cool. So I think my first take is, I mean, if there's anything we've learned from these first two seasons, season and a half, is that when does anything positive happen with Felicity going to dinner with her parents? Right. Never. Never leads to anything good. So Felicity's mom finally gets to New York. And first of all, her sweater is distracting. Why is it so fuzzy? It's not even fuzzy. It's like furry. Do you remember those kind of sweaters? I do. Yes. Argyle. (laughs) Uh, I don't think I noticed it, oh, but me, me either. Um, but it's like they're sitting there and they're, you know, again, Felicity's not supposed to know about her parents. And so they're just trying to really pretend that everything is normal. And it doesn't really come out until they're trying to order, decide what they want. And Felicity just kind of like finally breaks down. And her mom is not happy that her dad told her. Yeah. So it kind of just starts. Like, we're watching the scene happen. Barb realizes that because Felicity's kind of asking her, well, are you going to go to the to the thing on Thursday? Her dad's getting honored or something. And mom's like, of course. And then Felicity breaks down. And then you just kind of are watching the parents start to argue a little bit. And they're not quite fighting, but they're tensely talking. Like, I can't believe you told her. And Felicity just, like, looks down. And that's the end of that scene. It's just... It's out there. And then the next kind of big thing that happens with her parents is she's in her room and her dad comes to visit her again. 
this is when he tells her he thinks that instead of going to his dinner on Thursday, like her mom's not going to go, but she should go with her mom because she's only in town for a couple of days, whatever. And then he like lets it out of the bag that he knows all about the pool incident. And he's like super disappointed. And he starts to give her like some shit about it. And she like kind of snaps back, like, you know, what do you mean you don't know? I don't know, you know, because she really only did this as like a knee-jerk reaction to everything that was happening. And yeah, so her dad knows about the pool. Yeah. And it's just, again, this whole episode is a bunch of back and forth. We see her having this conversation with her dad to say, go spend time with your mom. And then we see her with her mom getting the seaweed wraps or body wraps or whatever and saying, no, no, go be with your dad. You know, he loves these things. And she's these things. And she's just this being yo-yoed kind of back and forth. And exactly. Frustrating. So even if it wasn't a divorce situation or whatever, there's, you know, separating, whatever, it's still just like putting your 19 year old daughter in that kind of position, like, you know, where you're feeling like you have to choose a side. I just can't, mm-hmm. you know, really terrible feeling. And on top of that, she's going through this. One of the notes I wrote down is that does anybody know like, has she told anybody, which I don't think she has because like in the middle of the episode, she like kind of tells, or she tells Ben, like my parents are splitting up, but I don't think, you know, we see the scene of her at dinner with Noel, Elena and Julie. And she's just kind of like, you know, like very, she's there, but she's not there. She's just like in thought and thinking about everything, but she's trying to put on like a brave face. Like she's not going through like a really shitty situation. So I guess we're led to believe that she's just holding this all in on her own. Yeah, I don't think anybody knows about it. So kind of throughout this episode, she's also going back and forth to Ben's new swimming, which is basketball. (laughs) And she's talking with him and he's first thinking about dropping out. He could go to Prague, whatever. He wants her to do it with him. And as these escalate, she is getting more and more upset with her parents. And she starts to give this like some actual thought, this, this courier ticket. And, like, can we kind of talk about Dr. Pavone now? Sure. So all the while she's seen Dr. Pavone and, you know, she's going there and she, like, cries to her. And in the middle of everything, she says she hates her hair, which is, like, quite hilarious. I don't know who I am anymore. How I got here, I don't... I don't know what I'm doing. All of the time. I don't know why I'm here. I've been in relationships that I don't really understand. I I hate my haircut. I I dropped pre-med like it was some kind of victory, and I can't even remember why it felt like that. As she starts giving more and more thoughts to the Prague thing, she tells, or at one point it becomes Vienna, she tells Dr. Pavone, and Dr. Pavone's like, well, why would you, why do you want to do that? You know, what, I don't even know how to, like, talk about this. Like, I think then, Pavone makes a good statement right at the beginning of this particular visit because Felicity tells her about Vienna and she's like why are you telling me about this I'm not gonna talk you out of it and she's like I I don't want you to and she's like why did you come here in person and tell me this like oh I just thought 
you know, I just wanted to tell you whatever. And so it's, this is pretty classic Felicity where she tries to do something like pretty ballsy and like really out of character for her. And she knows it's not a smart idea. And so she's trying like kind of everything she can for somebody else to like convince her otherwise, even though she knows it's a bad idea, but she wants somebody else to like verify that or validate that for her. The meetings she has with Pavone are mirroring what's happening with her parents because they start off really positive and then just decline from there. You know, she has my favorite Pavone line is when she's like rifling and she's like, hold on a second. She's rifling through her shit and she like pulls up her diploma from Yale and she's like, I'm a real pro. (laughs) Right. And she is. She's very, like I mentioned, she's just really good at getting this out of Felicity and Every visit, Felicity breaks down more and more. It's the, I hate my haircut. I don't know why I came here. And it's just like, she's just spilling all of her feelings. And it's very like humbling to see because she has been so like buttoned up and everything is fine. And it's not fine, especially when she says it's fine. Exactly. Finally, Pavone makes her just like break down. Like Pavone is almost yelling at her. Like, I cannot believe you're not more angry than you are. She said, She's basically saying your parents are playing you. They're the sticks and you're the puck. Like you are in the middle and they know this. You go home. They're there for Thanksgiving. Everything's fine. You go home for Christmas. Everything's fine. And then all of a sudden it's not. And it's just like puppeteering almost. So yeah, it's really gets, really makes some headway in a very small time. So right. She finally like yells, like I'm a little pissed off. Right. Finally, like just like cracks and breaks. And yeah, and she is extremely caught in the middle. And finally, I think one of, I don't know, I've never had like a huge opinion on her mom, but she's going, she's at dinner with just her mom, which I'm assuming is the same night as her dad's dinner. And she's trying to get, you know, her mom says something like, you can ask me anything you want, but there's not always going to be answers. But she makes it a point to say, there's no fair, there's no other man. There's no like big dramatic thing. It's just you know, it just came to that time. But then after everything, they're talking and, you know, Felicity says like, you really want to finish college. Like what happened? Were you pregnant? And so then it's just like thrown in Felicity's face. Like basically her parents got married because her mom was pregnant with her. And now her head is spinning with that information. Like I can't imagine having something like that thrown at you when you're 19 and your parents are going through this and it's just feeling like it's all your fault. And Felicity's too young to understand, like, that's not, that's not it. This whole scene, I was like, calm, quit laying into her, man. Like, your mom's going through some shit. Stop. Like, Felicity was just kind of not even letting her mom talk. But yeah, if you're that young and you're not able to, like, understand that, that's not your fault that they got married because she was pregnant. Yeah. And, like, I see your point with that. But then at this, like, flipped around, I guess if I was her mom... And maybe she couldn't have, she didn't know what else to say because Felicity was like laying into her too much. But even if that's why you got married, like, I don't think you ever tell your children that that's why you guys got married because you accidentally got pregnant with your only kid. And she tells the story to Pavone about ballet camp and that when she was 10, came home and realized her mom was like sleeping in the guest room. So then she's, you know, after that story in the ballet camp, she then like comes to terms with the fact that her parents have basically probably never been happy and have only stayed together for her because as Pavone said, you know, like you 
already mentioned the puppet thing and like she's been their whole life and the only thing they have to like be together on yeah and it's right after this conversation that she goes to see Ben at the volleyball or at the basketball court and says she's in let's do this let's drop out he's so excited and they're starting to plan this trip and it's backpacks and wine and cheese and of course it sounds like lovely and so cute yeah and when she sees Pavone that last time Felicity says that she feels really lost and Pavone says well you can feel lost anywhere so she tells Ben shortly after that she's not going to go and he's like I he basically knew it and he's not going to go either because he he won't go without he's her not gonna go without her yeah she and did. basically he says that maybe this summer they can go just they're totally getting back together (laughs) i love it i it's just like throughout everything in this episode like felicity's obviously having a worse crisis than ben is because on top of their punishment she's dealing with her parents but ben still finds a way to like just i feel like he's so like not positive but just like cracking jokes and like trying to make as light of it as he can for her what's going on out there hi olive a little worked up out there, huh? Get the fuck back here. But yeah, it just, I just think through everything, Ben can still find like these little like glimmers of hope with him and Felicity. And I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say there, but it's just, it's adorable. Like, dis- like everything else pushed aside, like the two of them in this episode, their little moments are just, it's cute. And it's, I'm very happy to see it, like kind of the spark reuniting again. And, all for it. Definitely. Me too. Me too. So we end Felicity's parents come to the dorm and, you know, Megan's let it slip that Felicity is going to Vienna. So they're freaked out. I don't even remember. Do you remember what happens in the scene? She and Felicity instantly tells them that she's not going to Vienna and they are like, Oh, thank goodness. And basically they're just whatever. Glad she's not going. They love her. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) It's, it's all fine. It's all fine. Yeah. Moving on to the next, yeah. Yeah, that puts an end to Felicity and her parents and Ben and Dr. Pavone. I'm going to save the Nolan Ruby stuff for last because the other huge character meet we have in this episode is Tracy. Tracy. Who, Donald Fazion is Tracy. Yep, who's not a girl. Not a girl. Okay. And we don't meet him until the very end, but we do get an introduction to him right away because Elena is talking about her new lab partner. Yep. Yeah, and just saying that he's so cute and... Does he have a girlfriend? She doesn't even want to know because if she knows, she'll never get any work done. That's a small glimpse. But the only other thing I guess we get from Tracy and Elena is Noel is just like pacing back and forth in their apartment. And Elena and Tracy are studying and Noel wants advice from Tracy. I'm Noel, by the way. Tracy. Yeah, I heard heard a lot about you. I don't mean to take up your study time, but I I do want to know what you guys would do, especially you since... I'm pretty sure Lana's advice would be like, you're such a geek, so. Did you apologize, Ruby? Yes, I did. And she didn't take it? No. I mean, it, I don't know. It was like she just run into an ex-boyfriend or something. Why don't you just say, uh, baby, I really am sorry, but I want you in my life. Now, if you're hurting, I want to make it better. Whatever it takes. That's what I'd say if I got into an argument with my girlfriend. I mean, if I had a girlfriend. God. What? Nothing. Thank you. You're invited back any time, no matter what happens between you two. 
So Trace's advice is to just, you know, pretty smooth, which Noel is not smooth, so it should be interesting what he comes up with. But he's like, he's like, you know, if I had a girlfriend, that's what I'd want to say to her. But I don't have a girlfriend. Elena's like, God. <laughs> right. That's probably my favorite scene of this entire episode. I didn't love this episode by any means. Um, is just that Noel is just going off on this like long, long, long tangent. And then he ends it and he's like, by the way, I'm Noel. And like introduces himself to Tracy. Like he does, like has no idea who this guy is. Tracy's looking at Noel like, what the fuck is going on here? So Noel and Ruby are kind of in this fight. That can be a transition. Shocker. Noel and Ruby are in another fight. I side with Noel on this. Yeah. Basically, um, there's an anonymous blue book test and she wrote hi Noel in hers. So he knows it's her blue book and he's like, how could you do that? And now it's not anonymous. And she's like basically telling him he's being an ass. And then it turns out she's just got this great essay and he's sorry. And she's just being distant. Does not accept his apology for some Doesn't, unknown yeah. reason. And so he's, this is what he's talking to um, Tracy and Elena about. And we see the end scene with Nolan Ruby and she's late. She's five days late. She thinks she might be pregnant. Preg O. She's never late. Never late. And she's five days late. So this is the beginning of a real interesting time for Noel. Right. Yeah, I have oh my god. I do have some Instagram comments about this. Oh. Are you ready for this? I know. What's finally we've got some social media content in here. Um, one of our great listeners, Rebecca, she commented on Noel being a TA. And here is what Rebecca said. Noel being a TA whose role is more like a professor is so stupid. Completely agree. He's a junior in college, and he is basically running a class of freshmen. I can't get over the stupidity of this idea. I was a TA in college, but I assisted the actual professor, and I was just there to help students in chem lab. No lectures, no grading of exams. So stupid. <laughs> I agree, because he shouldn't be a TA. And so this whole storyline just feels even that much more like fraudulent. Yeah, so got a real problem with it. And I'm glad we've got some validation from one of our faithful listeners about that. Yeah, I agree. Thank you, Rebecca. Keep it coming. Thanks. Thanks, Bex. You think I can call her Bex? Uh, I don't think she would like to be called Bex, no. Oh. Especially like Bex from you? Oh, no. I was thinking Bex from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Let's see if you can guess that episode. Come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I can be a boy? <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. Sorry, we're a big Grey's Anatomy fanatics. We're both rewatching it almost at the same part. So we, we, you all know this from our conversation last week. Right. Um, so I think that just leads us to Ben versus Noel. All right. Um, I chose Ben this episode, hands down. Me too. Cool. Me too. Not that Noel did anything like, you know, it was just more of a Ben heavy episode. Rebecca did make a comment about that, how something about this will just play into me choosing Ben every episode. Right, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, in doing my research for these couple episodes, which I promised I was going to do and I did about five minutes before the episode because I forgot about it, people had a hard time with Ben in this episode because they thought he was like running away like he always does, hence the Vienna trip and, you know, the courier ticket and everything like that. And like, sure, I can see that to the point, but then you've got Felicity like keeping him grounded. You know, I don't think he's like making her make really bad decisions like this. He's just catching her at these inopportune times where she's wanting to do something and there's been I don't know I guess I can see both sides of it but I like him too much to see the bad in this particular episode seems like Ben's 
turning over a new leaf this semester ended. <laughs> ended. It's a really quick run. Yeah, his optimism is a bit gone. And yeah, he's just really focusing on his ball game. I mean, you know, they canceled swimming and that's all Ben has to head to look forward to this semester. So right. I can see a lot of basketball games in our future. Perhaps. Just dribbling the ball around, playing some horse, you know. Sure. Maybe a little pig. Got that hat on though. That's what that hat. Don't cover up the hair, Ben. Come on. Right. 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 Yeah. That'll lead us in. So next week we have episode 13. So we are all of a sudden just halfway through season two. Um, Next episode is called Truth or Consequences. So it's a big episode. It is one of my absolute favorite episodes and I'm very excited for next week. We've got some, we've just got some great lines that I can't wait to dive into. Um, Nice. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of people get introduced, a lot of storylines. So you got that to look forward to. Cool. Yeah. Watched anything new over the last two days? For the last two days, no. But I did think about, so Meg, who is our hair person, the other show she had recommended for me was Killing Eve. Oh. Because we were talking about Grey's Anatomy, and she's like, did you ever start that show? And I was like, no, but I really should. And she was just saying, it is so good and awesome. Did you ever consider watching that show? We watched season one. We haven't watched season two, but I like we, I loved season one. I love the Sandro, the girl in there. No, I mean I love Sandro, but oh. I love the other girl. She's like adorable. I don't even like. I can't even. I forgot her name. Got it. Is there some sort of other reference that she's been in that you can tell me? No, no. Okay, cool. Um, interesting. I don't feel like I know it's like won a bunch of awards, but I think that's just a show that nobody really talks about, so it's easy to forget about. Yeah, super good. Um, we watched the movie Palm Springs. I told you that already. Um, but it was good. I liked it. Not a lot of new movies coming out lately, so. Nice, easy watch. Exactly. We watched episode three of what's called Taste the Nation, and it was about Queens and Indian food, and it just made me like want to go to Queens and eat Indian food. I, that show gives me absolute delight. I love it so much. Everything they make, I want to make, and it's the bottom line. Gosh, we need to start that. I mean, I still feel like I'm getting enough Padma because we, like I mentioned already, have like accidentally restarted Top Chef for season five, which is my least favorite season except for Carla. But it's like that one with Stefan and Fabio and Hosea. It's just, a, it's like the biggest dud of a season ever. But yeah, so I can, I can see that. Yeah. Ch- check it out, everybody. Great. Food news. I don't really have a ton except... We are making our farmer's market penne tonight for dinner. Mm, sounds delightful. I'm really, I've got high, high hopes for it. Ha ha, hopes. And we still got that roasted corn soup to make also. And mm, yum. yeah, we canceled like the next couple weeks of every plate since we're going to be so busy, like getting ready for Labor Day and being out of town for so long. So get back to our hopefully right. like sketty making we haven't had sketty in like four weeks and i'm having withdrawals it's tough man what about you any food news with you um not really no made some vegetarian type of mexican food last night tostadas that's what we made i made homemade refried beans and she's not kidding and made tostadas, and they were fantastic. We had pizza last night. Fantastic. Jets? Yep, sure did. It was cool. so good. Like, we went to the gym and got back, and, like, both of us 
were just like dead because I pushed it pretty hard and we we're sitting outside <laughs> and then took a shower. Like Mark like wasn't, you know, feeling that great. And I was just like blood about everything. And I came down from the shower and I'm like, should we just order pizza? And he's like, I already ordered it. And I'm like, Oh my God, I love you. You know, synced just, you know, right. Right. Just really just like, um, took away, took away everything. You just did at the gym by ordering that pizza. Huh? Yeah. I didn't feel guilty about it though. It was just, it was so good. <laughs> awesome. And Sounds really good. Yep. Life news. I'm going to, we're going to do some planter boxes outside in our front windows this weekend. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> you don't live in a, you live in an apartment, so you don't understand. I lived in a house. I know. I do understand. Nobody cares about your planter boxes. Tell us more. <sighs> oh my God. F you, <laughs> F you asshole. God damn just it. Um, I just made with Sparty for my tostadas. <laughs> that was under food news. I know. I know that the life news isn't really a topic. I just kind of keep hoping that it's going to be. No. And like last week when you did the life news, you were like, big news here. Like, it's like you're going to make a major announcement. Like I was, I was pregnant like, or something. Yeah. And then I was just like, you bought a couch. Well, that's the biggest news that we've had. So just let me have that win. Okay. Okay. Oh, at any All rate. Right. Well, I think this has run its course. So, but I have a new topic for future weeks if that's okay with you are you ready for this so i'm gonna it's gonna be like the felicity episode trivia and i'll try to find like interesting facts about the current episode we're talking about and we can save it for the end you know like case in point we won't ever hear janine garofalo again i think that's a pretty good one spoiler alert she's not gonna follow through with this <laughs> f you man i followed through this week i did research i just forget about it <sighs> i'm just kidding sorry so we'll see if we bring that back next week but i am hopeful so we will be back next Monday with just a one episode 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 13, Truth or Consequences. Get excited. Have a great week. Stay safe. Kristen, really happy you joined me again this week. Great to see you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.